Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I'm your host, the Honey Badger, and as usual, I am giving it to straighten the RV business. First of all, I want to say uh, thank you to all the fans. Uh, we reached uh, 3,000 subscribers on the regular YouTube channel. I know a lot of you listen to this podcast. I know you also watch the podcast on YouTube, which is also on its own separate channel. I also hope everybody had a great and safe and filling Thanksgiving. I know inflation is just beating everybody up really bad. Uh, my brother and I went out on Black Friday uh, to Klamath Falls, Oregon. And even though it's a town of only 40,000 people, it has one Walmart. And that one Walmart was almost a ghost town. So I can only imagine how people are feeling right now. But I want to go over a couple things. Number one, if, if you're wondering, give you a little update. We're having a great time in our fifth wheel as far as uh, getting things set up. Uh, it's, it's a big, big lifestyle change. Uh, my wife's sitting next to me here. We're sitting in our master bedroom area of our Cougar fifth wheel. It's come with a lot of challenges. Uh, first and foremost challenge is there's, we're finally finding the little things that need to be done to it. For example, yesterday, uh, we, <laughs> my wife opened up the door to get some clothes and the washer-dryer hookup flooded. Well, it didn't flood, but it soaked a lot of our clothes, if not all of it almost. So I got to fix that and seal that up. Um, you know, we have 30 amp power. We don't have 50 amp power. Once we have 50 amp power, I'm going to put a construction light underneath the underbelly we sealed the underbelly that that was very challenging but we got that done uh we seem to be doing really well as a team with that ha, uh, we have starlink internet on the property so and that's actually working out pretty good surprisingly uh we just there's been a lot of great things uh great fresh air i mean you know we're getting used to the weather um it's very interesting. We were an average temperature of about 34 degrees if you averaged it out between the daytime and the nighttime. Um, there's about five, six inches of snow on the ground. Uh, it's just clean living, 4,300 4, feet elevation. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting excited that when things kind of get settled in, I get kind of re-caught up on a lot of things I want to get done uh, like a lot of travel like this week uh, these coming weeks in December before uh, Christmas and New Year's uh, I'm, I'm gonna hit the road and do some training with some new dealerships I have a new dealer in Southern California and a current dealer in Southern California I'm gonna visit and then I got uh, a couple of dealerships in Washington State that I'm gonna be visiting that are new that I'm gonna uh, do some training with so it, it, it's going to be the least part is to, the, I guess the best word to describe it is challenging and uh, you know I'm just glad to have the support of my wife and my kids and and it's a lot to be said that to go from kind of the city life 
where everything's right around the corner from you, where you're a five-minute drive from a grocery store or three-minute drive to a park to everything's minimum 20 minutes away. Um, nearest Walmart, nearest major grocery store is 45 minutes away. So it's a big adjustment <clears throat> all the way around. Now, I, I want to respond to some of the articles been coming out. So <clears throat> my buddy Ray, Ray's a good guy. Ray, Ray and I work together at Giant RV. Um, he, he posted an article on the Facebook group page so i have a facebook group page if if you folks already don't know that's called rvs and everything that comes with it and if you go to my youtube channel hb rv lifestyle the regular channel not the podcast channel but the regular channel uh, i have a uh, link to it uh, just about in every single video so if you go to the description box below of any of the videos on that channel the 330 something videos uh, you can click there if you want to join it. I put some exclusive stuff on there. But Ray put this uh, article that, you know, the industry's 44% down. Uh, I've seen articles say up to 61% down in shipping of wholesale units uh, September, October. So l let me, let's put this into context for you guys. So this is something I've been trying to tell a lot of guys that are the sky's falling scenario okay first of all i want everybody to realize that 2020 and 2021 we had covid we had major lockdowns nobody could go to hotels nobody wanted to go to hotels so there was a big huge group of people that were RVing you couldn't even find something to buy You couldn't. You couldn't find anything to buy. You couldn't find anything to shop. It was pretty much you bought what you could find. You could you bought wherever you could find one. You bought one whenever you could find anything close to what you were looking for. And shipments and retail sales were up. Huge. Uh, some industry pundits said RVs were up 74% in 2021. And then this shipping scenario continued until the summer of this year. We're talking probably right around June. In some parts of the country, in some parts of the world, mid-July. Well, what happened? The regular sales cycle went back to the regular sales cycle. Now, there are things that are affecting that sales cycle. Number one, obviously, is interest rates. But guys, when people go and buy RVs, their interest rates do not stop people from buying RVs. It might stop them in their tracks when they originally start shopping. But at the end of the day, when when they're committed and they want to go for this, they're going to go buy it. You have to be willing, ready, and able. And I'm going to tell you the people that have been ready, willing, and able have taken my advice. If you have listened to this podcast, if you've listened to my YouTube channel, a lot of you took my advice. A lot of you emailed me and said you took my advice and bought now. 
instead of in spring. Because it, let, let, let's put into context that dealerships weren't selling at the high volume they were last year, which was an anomaly. 2021 will never happen again unless we have a major lockdown pandemic again. It will never happen again unless we have another COVID-19 situation. Period. It is. It was not normal. And for everybody to gauge the entire industry based on 2021, that's clickbait material. That is bad fake news. And that's not putting things into context. So, Ray, I love you, but you got to put things in context, brother. You got to look at context. Okay. If, if you told me it was 2017 to 2018 and shipments were down 45%, okay, now you got my attention. Now I'm going to go, okay, what is causing this? But what people don't realize is there's three things that always affect the RV industry. Number one is interest rates. When interest rates are up, general the general public and when i'm talking about the general public i'm talking about mr and mrs smith that have four kids at home that both work one two maybe one other person has a second job maybe they have a home-based business and two jobs they have maybe one weekend a month with the family and they have about two hundred dollars three hundred dollars a month that they can spend on something like an rv they don't buy an RV when interest rates are high. They buy them when they're lower because the payments are lower. Right? Your regular everyday RVer, which is about 19% of the population of Canada and the United States. I want to repeat that. 19% of the United States and Canada combined are regular RVers. <clears throat> regular RVers, I'm going to identify as people that have at least $1,500 of disposable income a month and at least have two weekends off a month. Those are the folks that normally never stop buying items like RVs and boats. They are the bread and butter of the RV business. Doctors, law enforcement, firefighters, entrepreneurs, union workers, oil rig guys. Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, uh, guys who work on power poles. These are all people... They have very little expenses and taking a good amount of money. The folks that have what I, and, and I'm not trying to bash anybody, okay, but the folks that were buying RVs in 2020 and 2021, a lot of them got their income or their down payments or their disposable income from the government's free money programs. A lot of them got stimulus checks. A lot of them got 
forbearance on their rent. There were guys, people coming in buying travel trailers and fifth wheels that weren't paying their rent. They had a rent moratorium in a lot of states. And these folks took that money, saved it up, and went and bought an RV. Folks, if you're listening to this, when you see something like that, you're going to assume that we're going to go into this major meltdown in the RV business, and that's just simply not true. There's going to be an adjustment. We already went through the meltdown. So if you have not been out shopping, if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for prices to come down 70, 75, 80%, you missed out on the biggest liquidation of inventory that I've seen in my 12 years. Uh, and just to give you an example, and I'll get back on track here, I have a good friend of mine that actually owns a dealership. He took a $26,000 pure loss on a 2022 brand new Montana fifth wheel. He paid over $100,000 from the factory for it. And he sold it in the 70s. It was a huge liquidation. So the reason why they're liquidating is dealers were over-ordering. My buddy that I worked for for a long time, well, not for a long time, for about two years, he was ordering three and 400 trailers every other month just to try to get the factory to give him more. And, and these guys were taking them. They're like, all right, well, I ordered them. I got to take them. So if, if it, so, just put into context that dealers' lots are stuffed full. Their overflow lots were stuffed full. Now a lot of them have gotten down to where they're like, okay, <clears throat> we're going back to our normal inventory stocking levels. They're dropping brands. They're dropping, uh, they're dropping lines. They're dropping manufacturers in general. And they're going to shrink it down to a normal inventory level. So they're going back to normal. And probably about 40% of the dealers, roughly, give or take, that I'm in contact with, have already gotten themselves down to an inventory level they're comfortable with for 2023. And they're not placing orders with the manufacturers until after January. Why? They want to see if there's going to be a big rush of folks come in December and January and buy some of their inventory they have on liquidation still. And then they can better plan. They're, they're just a lot. Then there's dealers out there that still have three and four hundred RVs in stock when they should only have a hundred and hundred and twenty. So they got to sell off their inventory before they reorder. So it's very hard if you don't have all the information, you don't have the context of what's going on. The context is 
that dealerships still have a lot of inventory and they overcompensate it. We did, and by the way, we did this in 2018 because in 2017, you couldn't keep anything in stock. I was constantly on the phone with reps, my sales reps, the guys that are in my, that I'm doing the job now. And constantly, hey, man, do you have this? Hey, man, do you have this? Hey, when can I get this replaced? Hey, can I steal something? Hey, if I cheap sold this, when can I get it back? When can I get its replacement? Constant, constant communication. I was probably calling my reps two and three times a week just trying to get some more inventory. And then 2018 came, and it just came down to a slowdown. Interest rates are up, and this is where number two comes in. So we talked about interest rates. Number two, ready, folks? It is an election year. It is the large, probably the third largest midterm election in since I've been alive. People in the last three months have been nothing but glued to the TV, watching CNN, watching Fox News, or whatever wherever you get your propaganda news from, and you were glued to it. And then people were glued for another week after they cast their ballot to see who even had power. And really almost nothing changed. Now almost nothing really changed. Do you really think you're going to not buy an RV next year? But that's, that's what stops people. It slows it down. 2018, it was a midterms. Everybody hated Trump. Everybody was hoping the Democrats would retake power. People were, that was the whole conversation in 2018. Every time I turned around, somebody wanted to talk politics. That brings me to the third reason. The third reason why the RV business slows down is because winter comes early. It is supposed to be fall right now in Oregon, as an example, and we're covered in snow. We're not even to winter yet. Winter has come early in a lot of parts of the United States and Canada. Alberta got its big snow, from what I've heard. Uh, we also have hurricane season on the East Coast. We've had several hurricanes hit and destroy parts of Florida. You have so many things going on that are not normal. When those type of things occur, it interrupts a lot of what goes on in the luxury business in general. We're talking boats. We're talking about Airbnbs. We're talking about Razors and Canamex 3s. We're talking about toy haulers, travel trailers, motorhomes. It just pumps the brakes when weather, bad weather comes in. These are normal stuff. Normally, let's lose, let's use Thanksgiving week. The last two weeks before Thanksgiving are usually the largest, the largest toy hauler liquidation across the western United States. And the majority of the dealers I'm talking to go, man, nobody came in to even buy a toy hauler this year. Well, look at the weather. The weather's terrible in a lot of parts of the country right now. Winter came early. This happened in 2016. I remember very blatantly. In 2016, 
you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's toy hauler season. We're ready to rock and roll. We had probably 12 or 15 uh, used toy haulers at Barbara RV in Ventura, California, and nobody came. And then, oh, let's see. After that, uh, December, nobody came. January, nobody came. It took us till April to liquidate all those used toy haulers. Weather was terrible. Glamis weather was horrid. Pismo Beach weather was horrid. People were not going out. Now when spring came, all of a sudden they showed up. Like like every travel trailer, bunkhouse travel trailer customer. Hey, weather's good. Let's let's start going out to the desert. So weather has a lot to do with it. Yes, there's inflation. Yes, there's those little monetary things. But people who come out regularly to buy RVs, boats, custom homes, they don't care about interest rates. They don't care about inflation. It's a conversation piece. But it does not affect their daily life like somebody that lives paycheck to paycheck. And it's not to not to be brutal to anybody, but that's... When we put everything into perspective, the industry is not down. The industry is coming back to normal. The industry in total is normalizing. And it hurts because, like for me, okay, the only reason why I'm having any luck myself as a rep is I signed a few new dealerships and I happen to get lucky that these dealerships don't have a lot of inventory right now. I got real lucky. But there's a lot of my friends that are reps that are really going to struggle. Now I do have a good, now going to be a colleague and a friend of mine that you know says the harder you work, the luckier you get. Now I do believe in that, but at the same time, there's just like, I'll give you an example. My boss, my direct boss, has been hammering the phones like no tomorrow with the big big accounts, and he's not hammering them trying to ask them for orders. He's hammering. What I mean is he's hammering the phone going. You know, hey guys, how was your weekend? Hey guys, you know, weekly phone call. Hey, how, you know, is the business picked up for you guys at all? Not asking for any orders. Hey, let me get to know everybody. There's a lot of reps out there that are being told, go blow up their phone daily, get orders, get orders. It's because it's year end. I think the way my direct boss is handling things builds relationships. Okay, my general manager is a relationship guy. This business, this RV business, is a relationship business. A lot of times, RVers usually go back to the same place to do service and buy it, buy their next coach if you have what they're looking for. And I believe we're going to get back to that. It wasn't like that for two years. It was, hey, you want it or what? 
Folks, it's going to sell tomorrow, and you literally would. So if you can't make a decision, get out. Or my favorite from manufacturers. Well, I don't know when you're going to get your next piece, but, you know, sell it, sell anyway. Who cares? At least if it's sold and you can prove you have money, I can probably get you the unit, maybe. Don't know when. Or the old, eh, no, I'm not going to answer the call. Click. Sick. Two years, relationships went out the window. The relationship between the dealer and the customer, the manufacturer and the dealer, the dealer and everybody else. Because, again, it was just chaos. It was a wild, wild west. And now, we're going back to normal. So that's, that's what I want to put in perspective for everybody on this episode. Is when you read an article that says RV business crashing. RV business in trouble. Don't believe everything you read or hear until you actually have all the information. The context of it. It's just like, for example, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Let's use the stock market. Was at 28,000 when Donald Trump uh, was running, rerunning for president of the United States against Joe Biden. Okay, 28,000. It reached up to 36,000 with Joe Biden in office. And it went down to 33, 30, 29, 29.5. Now it's back up to 32, but it was the end of the world. The stock market's crashing. Everything's going to hell. We're going to go into this Great Depression. But yet, before COVID lockdowns, before all the whole thing that happened with the virus and all the states closing doors and nobody wanting to go to hotels, it was 28,000. So if it went back to 28,000 and stayed at 28,000, most folks like myself, most rich people are going to look and go, "Eh, it went back to normal. It'll go it went back to pre-COVID. It'll bounce back." And that's where we're at today with the RV business. Like it's like, "Okay, you know what? Let's rebuild our relationships. Let's create some good partnerships." And let's go after the market. And everybody's everybody looks at me crazy like you're gonna go after the market. Yeah, I'm gonna go after the market. I'm gonna build some good relationships with these guys. I'm gonna, you know, train their guys. I'm where they're gonna be good good at what they do selling my product. And I'm gonna go after it. And my boss is gonna go after it, and my coworker is gonna go after it, and we're going to plant a seed that will bloom in 2024, 2025. But if, if you think that the whole thing's just going to go nuclear in the next three months, you're going to miss the boat. You're not going to have all the information. So just remember that context I put everything into. 
The last thing I really want to talk about tonight is RV parts. Okay. This is something um, that I, I think needs to be brought up because I don't think it's going to affect manufacturing right now because manufacturing is gone back to pre-COVID. Okay, so we're talking about, like we talked about just a little bit ago, we're now back to building like we did in 2019. Not like we did when we were in the midst of the pandemic. Okay. So I don't think it's going to affect us there. I think it's going to affect the folks that want to put additions on their coach. And it is this. There is going to be a shortage of certain parts for the foreseeable future. And the foreseeable future meaning probably won't rebound until April, May of next year. And where I'm referring to is these little tiny parts like cabinet doors, uh, certain types of glues, uh, faucets, RV faucets, uh, RV connectors. You're, you're basically going to have to start shopping Home Depot and Lowe's mostly to get those little parts like pipe fittings, uh, plumbing parts. These are all going to be uh, pro problematic shortages probably for the next four to six months. Now, it's not going to affect us right now because a lot of us are winterizing their units. A lot of us are getting ready to store it for the next three to six, three to four to five months. But this is going to be more effective. Let's say you live in a relatively warmer climate. Let's say you live in Arizona, you know, parts of Arizona, and you're going to go camping. Okay, let's say something springs a leak where you need all new Plemex piping. It's going to be hard to find that stuff. I, I can't be exact on exactly what parts, but from what my sources have told me, is that they are having labor issues not only here in the United States but they're having issues getting people to want to go back to work in the majority of these countries that make these products because winter is coming and it has put certain country citizens on the back seat of going, you know what? We don't want to go to work unless we can be six feet apart, unless we can have the free vaccine for COVID. There's a lot of different countries' labor forces that are still wearing masks, still being six feet apart, social distancing. And the winter brings a lot of this COVID stuff out in the forefront unlike the hotter months. So, you know, it, it's going to be, a, a, there's going to be some shortages coming up on certain things that are hard materials. And this is going to affect our everyday lives too. This is going to affect, you know, maybe our deodorants and shampoos and things of that nature. 
And then on top of that, you're also going to have a trucker shortage because there's a lot of truckers that are just parking their trucks now. They're like, you know what? At six and seven dollars a gallon for diesel fuel, I, I can't make, I can't turn a profit. So if you can't turn a profit, you know, as an independent trucker, you just park your truck and say, you know what, it costs me less money to, it, it costs, it'll, it'll save me more money in the end to not work than it will to go work. So just be aware of that. It, just have that in the back of your mind. If you have an older unit, you're looking to upgrade it, make sure you go and get all the parts, as many parts as you can up front now because the more you can get let's say you got you're going to replumb all your coach go get everything even if it's going to sit for five months before you do that project go get the parts now and put the parts in storage if you're going to put you know new cabinet faces or you're going to put uh, any any of these these little upgrade stuff. This is excess because I'm not talking about the stuff that comes standard from the from the manufacturer. I'm talking about those upgrades that we're always kind of wanting to put into our coach. Those are things that are going to be affected by this part shortage more than the little things that the manufacturer uses. It isn't going to be appliances. It isn't going to be like it was during COVID where it's appliances and and wood and things of that nature. These are the little things, you know, the the little plumbing tools, the little vanities, the little handles for your your kitchen sink, or maybe it's that new convection microwave that runs on solar. Things of that nature are the things going to be affected by this part shortage. It's nothing to panic about. Don't panic over it. It's nothing to panic about. It's something to be aware of that if you're planning on do certain, doing certain things to upgrade or remodel your coach, go get as many of the parts now or by the end of the year rather than wait. Oh, I'm going to wait till spring because spring is when I can work on it. No, go buy it now. Go store it somewhere in a box so you have the parts and you don't start the project and go, Oh my God, you, what do you mean you're not going to have that part for six months? And then you just, I know how that feels. You feel like throwing a knife at somebody, you know, and go, what's wrong with you? Anyway, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Got any questions? You guys know how to reach me.